And we are, we are, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode two of The Exiled Outcasts. I like how you wanted to say live, because you're like, we are live. I thought that was hilarious, even though we're pre-recorded. I know, it, it's it's just that old mentality regarding live, and, 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 which I shouldn't be, with doing my podcast on the side, I shouldn't be, you should, I should be used to it by now, but yeah, old see, habits die hard. This is the first time you've done something pre-recorded, like super pre-recorded, like, and I think that's good. I think that this is good for you in the sense that, like right now, let's be real, and, and, and like breaking the fourth wall, super fucked up right now. Like I have been... I went out to a drag show with the lovely Trips the Light Fantastic. She is, we, you know, you and I both love her to death. She's fantastic. Yeah. But you and I made a promise to people. And we're going to talk about fucking sparkly vampires. Oh, yes, we are. Yes, of course, I am the House of Chain with my uh, intoxicated co-host, Dick Tracy. <laughs> also known as Dan. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a professional, damn it. I'm here. I'm here as as requested. I'm here. And as, first and foremost, I want to say this. I got a good look at the last episode, and I think it did fantastic. I'd like to thank Bio and Cherry and everyone. Uh, I probably won't know all your names because, again, self-exiled here. I, yeah. I, I don't know all your names, but thank you all for the love and support you've given us. Uh, Tom Willis and everyone else involved, thank you so much for uh, watching the previous episode and thinking and giving us a, such such high praise. Yes, definitely. Thank you to them. Uh, see, uh, Dylan, uh, Dragon, and a few of them. I think Otto and Coco, aka Jay Houston. So thank you, to everybody, and making it making the first episode a huge success. Uh, at the time of this recording, it was, I believe, near one forty-seven. So. Yeah, um, motherfucker. That means that we did a decent job. Which again, this wasn't about doing like quality views. It was about you and I doing something yeah. finally. Like I mean, and, and that's what it comes down to, right? You and I doing something together, which we've been wanting to do for years, right? Yes. And uh, like uh, the intrigue, because of course uh, when we recorded this and then afterwards I was just building that mystery of who the co-host was. Was it this person? Was it that person? I'm like, well, find out, find out Friday and, and all that. So it was like, I think the um, intrigue and the promotion worked to uh, our advantage. And again, as I've mentioned previously, like uh, regarding, like we, we both were listening to it back. Um, like I was at work listening at, during dead periods, I was listening to it just to see how it was going and all that. And so I, were, I was like, wow, I was like, we got something here, you know? Well, so, I mean, I'm not, not going to say we got something here. I just, it's just, it's enjoyable content. It's too yeah. having a conversation. And, and speaking of conversation, we did mention at the end, like you have this whole fucking Nosferatu look with your logo, with your fucking avatar here. But we were talking about the, uh, the downfall of vampires in the 20, what would you say? 20, 2010s. It was it, it really like, I, I look at it more in 2008 when, when twilight came out, because after that, they kind of focused because around the same time in that same year, we had 30, I believe it was 08, if not maybe a year prior, but it was 30 days a night. And that was to me, one of the last 
wily theatrical true vampire movies. Well, um, the idea the idea of that movie was fucking fantastic. The idea that you're living up north in the fucking great white Alaska fucking tundra, and these vampires have all the time in the world to fuck you up while yeah. Like it's night. It's constantly fucking night there. And they don't have to worry about the sunshine burning them up and fucking like Nosferatuing your ass. They're, they're they're fucked. And I mean, you know more about the movie than I do, so I'll let you fucking Yeah, and to go go into more so before we get into the meat and potatoes, more so my my love of vampire movies. Uh I was like I, I was probably four years old and I was, I stumbled upon probably it was on TNT or something. I can't exactly remember what channel was on, but the movie Fright Night, that was my very first introduction to uh, vampires and all that. And the character of Jerry Dandridge always intrigued me. Chris Sarandon, who is just phenomenal. Um, the score, the like the music in the movie, the performances, uh, was Rodney McDowell as, as of course, Peter Vincent, uh, which, again, was somebody I would learn more about later on. Same with Chris Sarandon being in Child's Play and The Princess Bride and other movies like that. Um, also, kind of, kind of to, just to show my, uh, my what do you call it, uh, kind of things that led me into how I am today, that was also the first movie I saw, A Pair of Breasts, was in that the, the dream window scene, as I've always called because the song that's playing – in that during that scene, it's called Dream Window. And uh, one side note as well, Spotify, fuck you for not ever releasing that soundtrack onto Spotify and other places. Well, well let's be fair. Like, what was it, Marcy? And she was in, she was later on to be more recognized in the movie uh, in, the, in the series uh, Married with Children. Yes, she was made to be a fucking fox in Fright Night, and and they did her no justice in Married with Children. Like, other than her hooking up with the stripper. And losing her wedding ring down the fucking stripper's pants. But like Marcy from down the street, who ended up getting divorced from the original, uh, her original husband in that in that show, um, she was in that movie and, and she fucking killed it as the fucking, let's just say, victim of the vampire. Oh, yes, yes. And. Something else, like it took me years to finally watch it. It was free on YouTube, or it was on like an upload on YouTube. Um, another, the sequel to the original Fright Night, Fright Night Part Two, that came oh, out. There's a fucking sequel. Yes, that that one has kind of been. So there's a sequel, and then there's the remake with Colin Farrell, which I really I did enjoy, and Anton Yelchin. And then there's the there was a straight to DVD sequel to that movie, which was awful. But the sequel to the Original had the original guy who played Charlie and Ronnie McDowell coming back. Those are the main two. And it was basically them in a new area where they were fighting a new thing, a group of vampires. And one of them was, it was a female. And she was uh, basically supposed to be Jerry Dandridge's uh, sister. Now, uh, that movie had, had some controversy, not because of the film itself, but I believe one of the producers was the the father of the uh, Menendez brothers who got killed and all that. So that's kind whoa, of the whoa, reason. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're talking about the Melendez brothers or the Menendez brothers? Menendez, I say, I get okay, it. Because if you're talking about the Melendez brothers, those motherfuckers were dicks who killed their parents. Yeah, that's that's what I'm referring to, I believe. The two dicks that killed their fucking, and it was all fucking, okay, 
Okay, this is where we're going to show our ages. Like, clearly, I'm like, look, I'm almost fucking 40, and, and you're a young buck, let's be real. The Melendez brothers were pieces of shit. They killed their fucking brothers. It was a fucking, like, no different than the O.J. Simpson trial. Yeah. A big fucking deal. Like, this fucking court trial went on for years, and it was about two brothers who tried to fucking say that they, oh, we, we you know, we, we, were, we, were, we were tortured, we were abused, and this and that, and ended up killing their fucking parents. It was sick. It was just, if you've seen the movie Cable Guy, they make a fucking mockery of it, if you've ever seen that. Yeah, Cable Guy. Uh, movie that some people may not consider a horror movie. I actually kind of do with the whole stalkery thing and all. Oh, that. it was a fucking like like Jim Carrey was one of Jim Carrey's first like real attempts at fucking like suspense and doing something other than comedy. Which there were there was very comical moments in it. Like um, I will always say that the the number thirteen was one of his best movies of all time. The number twenty seven. Sorry, yes, the number twenty seven. No, that was yeah, that was a good one, and it got a lot of hate. And I like. It also has a great soundtrack. That's where I heard the uh, for the first time the group uh, "She Wants Revenge." Yeah, the number, really like the number twenty-seven is an excellent movie. Um, Jim Carrey or twenty-three. Was- sorry, I-, I messed up too. You motherfucker! I- I'm I'm thinking there was another. I've been, movie. Like, I've been drinking and I've been watching drag fucking show right now tonight. So don't fuck with me. You <laughs> no. Uh, I was also thinking of the movie it came out I think around the same time, Chapter Twenty-Seven, which was with. Um, with uh, Jared Leto play basically playing uh, fuck what's his name the guy who killed Lennon. We're gonna have to, Lennon. we're gonna have to fucking go with the, like the number twenty three because like yeah yeah that's that's exactly fuck you and fuck you for fucking sitting there like not acknowledging the number twenty three. Jim Carrey killed oh shit sorry burp uh, killed it in that fucking feature film. Yeah, yeah, he did, and you know, it's it's like you know that's why I like about comedians going transition, and ironically, to get to bring it back to the vampire thing, Carrie also one of his first leading roles was a movie called Once Bitten, uh, which actually I rewatched recently. I hadn't seen it in a long time, and going co- coming back from the first episode, uh, found the Blu-ray dual pack of it for uh, like. 15 bucks. I was like, fuck, I've been wanting to get for a while. Might as well get now before it goes out of print again. But what what I'll say is this, like we were talking about, like, okay. So as far as the thumbnail goes, we, we, it's a picture of you and, and fucking the guy from twilight. I can't remember his name. Uh, what was it? Robert Pattinson. Well, no, no, the character. Edward Cullen. Okay. So Edward Cullen, I'm not going to sit here and deny and say that it wasn't a fucking, it, it was a theatrical success because people love the Twilight series and the book series for, for uh, like, again, not going to sit here and fucking talk shit. Yes, this may be the alcohol talking. It was a very good series as far as the book series. We're watching these movies. And again, I had to watch them because my ex was super into the fucking Twilight series. I, 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 I felt it. Like, I felt, I felt the fucking, the, the feeling they had for her and what the, was the name, main, main character? Oh, Bella, uh, played yeah. by Kristen Stewart. Which Kristen Stewart, like, she was so fucking dry. I'm sorry. Like, the Robert Pattinson, like, he, he killed it as a fucking, like, a, a, as the vampire, main, the main protagonist. And, 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 but Bella's character, like, like, who gave a fuck about her? Like, let's be honest. Hey, exactly. It, it's like, you know, and, and it's, it's funny now to think, because I used to think back then, that Robert Pattinson probably could do, make some of himself. I didn't think he was going to be as phenomenal of an actor as, as he's been for the movies I've seen him in. Uh, but 
It's funny that the one that was the most wooden in Chris Stewart is actually now an Oscar-nominated actress, uh, which deserved because she was phenomenal in the movie Spencer that came out a couple of years ago. Agreed. Like, but that's the thing. Like, like she was because she was supposed to be the main character. Everyone's like, "Oh wow!" And, and let's be honest. Like, if you find an attractive woman and you put them in a movie like this, if they're fuckable then, oh, my God, everyone is all over it. But he fucking put the work in to be Edward Cullen. He played the he played the character. And the cat that played the werewolf kid, he put effort into the fucking character, like Jacob. He yeah, was, they're a lot later, yeah. He, he, they busted their ass while she sat there and played the most dry fucking victim I've ever seen in a fucking movie ever. No, and I agree with that. And that's like, you know... Because after Twilight, we got these, basically these Twilight knockoffs now. Now, there were some that I liked, like, around the same time that Twilight came out as well, there was a show called True Blood, which basically until, like, probably the last season, I thought was excellent. And I thought it handled, like, there were shows that basically kind of, Twilight didn't, or uh, True Blood didn't follow, per se, the Twilight form. It was more the Vampire Diaries followed the formula. And I thought the Vampire Diaries did it better than than um, Twilight, in my opinion. Oh, but see, the the, twi- the the Vampire Diaries were fucking hamstrung from the beginning because watching the Vampire Diaries, which is you know when it was a CW thing, kind of like whenever you watch Smallville and anything like yeah. that, especially in the in those two thousands era, Smallville was a big deal. Um, but anything that came after that, they were, everybody was sucked onto it, like Supernatural, which is one of the greatest shows of all time. But people, yeah. You know, like like they kind of fell off after the whole Lucifer Rising episode. The whole another story, but you were kind of fucked because of the vampire uh, nostalgia act. Um, you know, Vampire Diaries. I felt like it was a good show, but did not get the credit it deserved simply because it was fucked by Twilight. Yeah, and that's what what happened to a lot of movies afterwards. And, and it's and it's it sucks because. I've said this, there's a lot, there's there's some good vampire movies that came out, but it's like the two genres that I feel like in, in the months, well, really all, uh, if you go into the Universal Monster era, a lot of those movies you don't really see anymore. If you do, it's like some straight to DVD bullshit, but yeah, like the werewolf movies are kind of died out, like if, or if they are in there, they're kind of molded with the vampires. Well, um, just like fucking Underworld, which I finally finished the series as far as movies go. I think the, the last one was the one with his her daughter, and and at the very end, you find out that the the fucking um, the hybrid was still alive. But like I said, those were good. Well, there was, was that was that the fourth one or the fifth one? Because there was a fifth one. I, I saw up to the point where they're in the future, and fucking humans are trying to fucking become fucking werewolves, which is bullshit. Yeah, because there was blood. It was uh, Awakening, which was the one that came out twenty eleven, and then Blood Wars, which came out a few years after. Um, I, I don't think I've seen Blood Wars. I have the four K collection now. Not again, just to bring that, but I, I haven't watched it just because it's like I'm like well, movies. Hey, Beckinsale did a very good job. Like, like the, okay, so there was Underworld, and there was Underworld Resurrection, where they fucking killed. Uh, uh, Marcus's brother, yeah, go fuck yourself. And then the one I saw after that was the one where, um, Rise of the Vikings, which was the prequel, 
well, not that one, but I'm saying the one after that was the one where they were trying to fucking hide from humans, and then eventually the humans were trying to fucking become lichens. That was the last one I saw. Okay. Yeah, because I'm trying to remember because it's been a miss. I've seen, I've seen like I I, re- I rewatched the first one when I got the collection because I was like, okay, I want I want to see how this one looks because it's an older film compared to the other ones. Um, and and that was another one that like you know it kind of came during because there was that little mini renaissance during the Blade era once yeah. Blade came out and then you saw kind of these types of vampires that were kind well, of Blade esque. They don't they don't have the class. Okay, so like look, we're talking about vampires. Hey, Cherry, I know you watch like like vampires, but like if we're talking about vampire flicks, right? The greatest, in my opinion, like depiction of the class that vampires were, Bram Stoker's Dracula with fucking the master of fucking being Dracula himself. You know what I'm talking about. Gary Oldman. Gary fucking Oldman. And and that one is like, you know, um, that one I like I didn't watch until I think 2020. Um, because like with the pandemic, I was kind of how the fuck did you not watch Bram Stoker's Dracula until 2020? I, I know, I, I think I, I really don't know what stopped me from watching it because uh, again, I saw the Bela Lugosi Dracula, I saw Nosferatu, the original and the remake. I greatest saw line, the greatest, mo- and I wouldn't even consider fucking Bram Stoker's Dracula. I mean, yeah, there's horror elements to it, but it's a romance. The greatest yeah. line in the history of romance, as far as like a, a fucking Dracula movie or a horror movie, I have crossed oceans of time to find you. My God, that is a panty drop. Yeah. And, and and it's like, you know, and that, that one, uh, really the only flaw for that one, for my, my opinion, is of course, and I love Keanu Reeves, but his British accent. But I think I'm not the minority who believes that, you know, regarding his... Oh, but see, that's the thing. He was just meant to be a set piece. The actors who were fucking... The main actors in that movie were Gary Oldman, fucking... Um, Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder, and fucking... Uh, uh, oh, yeah, fucking Van Helsing in that movie. Anthony Hopkins, right? Anthony Hopkins. He killed in that movie. I like... And spoiler alert, he fucking ends up killing the brides of fucking Dracula. But, yeah. like... It's a whole fucking narrative. If you've ever read the fucking Bram Stoker books, like the whole movie is based on a book that was written in letters. Like the whole Bram Stoker's Dracula novel was written in letters. It's one of the first fucking novels I've ever written. Beautifully fucking done. Amazingly mm-hmm. like like concepted. And and like even so much that there's the game Castlevania Bloodlines is based off that fucking book because it's so fucking incredible. Quincy Morris led up to Christopher Morris in the Dracula series as far as like Castlevania and which led on to so much more shit in the games, but it was just so fucking properly done. It was a beautiful story told. No. And, and agree with that. Like, you know, it, it's, it's amazing how like one, one book has, you know, generate all this, all this. It, it's like, it's it's like in zombie movies or so on and so forth where one little thing basically and sometimes to its detriment because it's oversaturated. Now in modern times, like right like in the past couple of years, we've been having a little more of um I would say a vampire resurgence in regards to film and TV because we had uh which wasn't that good, but the invitation which came out last year, which was a Dracula film. Bless. Um 
And then we're having this last voyage coming out in August, which does look interesting. They did give it a radar, which I thought, okay, it's Dracula on a boat. Basically, from what, I, what I've gathered of the little bit of information I've ga- gathered for this, basically See, it's from the period. That, say that, but all I hear is on a boat, and I think of the fucking Lonely Island Boys. It's on a boat. They oh. fucked up Jason, which, don't get me wrong, the look of Jason Voorhees and Jason uh, Takes Manhattan was on a boat. I love that look of Jason, but it was a shit movie. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. The only the only thing redeem like one of my fa- the favorite scenes was the basically the boxing scene yeah. in, the, in that. So no, this is more so from what I understand, this is going to be kind of taking place during the period when Draco was going from Transylvania to London. Well, tell me this: you saw Renfield? Was that any good? Yes, yes. Um, it, it was more. I, I I kind of said it was basically a ma- an amalgamation of. Horror, action, and comedy. So, and uh, for Universal fans who love the Bella Lugosi stuff, like people who like that movie or like those movies, I won't go into det- too many details regarding it, but um, there are callbacks to to those movies with with this one. And I thought Nick Nicholas Cage is a uh, was good. It was great as Dracula. Uh, there were times where I was like, okay, is he? He's playing like there are times he's playing the stroke, which is great. And then there was I was I was like, okay. I was like the scenes where he would be having his little Nick Cage isms, which I love. Yeah, right. My problem with Nick Cage is that he's only doing movies because he's broke as shit. Like, and a lot of people don't talk about this, but he got fucked by his taxes. So yeah. he's doing every movie he can to fucking pay those taxes. You're not gonna get the best Nick Cage. Like Con Air was the last good Nicolas Cage movie, in my opinion. I I I disagree. There was a movie he came out with recent, like in the last couple of years, called Pig. I don't know if it's still on Hulu, but Viz, check it out. Uh, that you know, one. You know what? Let me correct myself. National Treasure, the original National Treasure, was a decent movie. Yeah, and then another rated one was Lord of War, which was um, which is another, which is a good one. It's actually getting a uh, 4K steelbook, which I'm actually excited for. But um, and, and what's funny about Nick Cage is that like this is not the first quote unquote vampire movie he's done. One of his earlier films was, of course, Vampire's Kiss, which kind of started the whole. And excuse me, IGN did a uh, a article on this recently, or a video essay talking about how Vampire's Kiss started kind of the Nick Cage meme machine when he would have these instances. Um, so that one, in my opinion, like that was his like kind of first quote-unquote vampire movie going into this. Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought the movie was really well done. Like it was, it had some good action, it had some funny moments, and it had some scenes where you feel like, okay, this is a horror movie. Like this came out the same weekend of The Pope's Exorcist. I have not seen The Pope's Exorcist yet. Love Russell Crowe, but uh, I've gotten sick and tired of Exodus movies. So with this, it's like, you know, that Redfield uh, was my first choice. And the review, from what I've heard of Polk's Exodus, I, did, I haven't heard good things about it. But uh, the other, like the Lost Voyage, that's, that's um, or Last Voyage, that's one of them that's coming out. And then, of course, we had last year, uh, Interview with the Vampire, which is the, t- the TV series. And I was... Like, I, I thought that a show based on the books, because I'm a big, like, I grew, like, besides Fright Night, the other vampire movie I grew up with was Every Vampire Queen of Damned. Queen of Damned was basically what kind of got me into the music I was in because of the gothic nature and all that sort of stuff. So, um, but I was really looking forward to the show. And then 
right before they they announced, like when they were starting to announce the cast, uh, they basically did a few things I wasn't in favor of because of the book. They made Louis but, black. But, but but to be fair, like if we're talking about Queen of the Dam, Aaliyah made that role herself. Granted, God rest her soul. Like she made herself Queen of the Dam. Like she killed it as the character of fucking like. Oh my god! Like when you watched her fucking and killed her fucking uh, her her second in command, her husband. Or yeah, husband, and because she fell in love with Lestat. Exactly, and you know it was with with Lestat was like my only issue with Queen of Damned. Now that I've read the books, uh, because when I was a kid, I loved the movie, you know, and all that. But when I was like when I rewatch it, my only really my issue of the movie is. Actually, after the concert, yeah. for those of you who see Queen of Dam, you know what I'm referring to. Because the problem with Queen of Dam is that it's two books into one. Yeah, it's the Vampire Lestat and then Queen of Dam, and that that and like basically, I would say 75 percent of the movie is the Vampire Lestat, and then 25 percent of it's Queen of Dam. So really, this movie should have been called the Vampire Lestat, just because of the whole situation with. With the whole um, okay, so just uh, just to give you guys an understanding, just I mean, I, I don't expect everybody to go watch Queen of the Damned, which is an excellent movie. So if you watch Interview with a Vampire, Lestat was kind of made out to be a fucking weakling, and and let's be real, like, and I love Brad Pitt, like Fight Club, one of my favorite movies, but yeah, Louis, Louis was made to be a pussy. Let's just be real, Louis was fucking made to be a pussy. And and then he had that inter interaction with the fucking Antonio Banderas as um what the fuck was the character's name? I don't think it was Marius. Fuck, I'm losing like uh... Mark, it wasn't Marcus. Anyway, anyway, fucking he he ends up all the shit he goes through with fucking uh, Antonio Banderas, and then he goes and talks to fucking what's his name the reporter, and it's just fucking bullshit. All for you to get to the end, and Lestat fucking basically runs the show and says, hey. I'm going to fucking suck your blood, turn you into a vampire, and fucking you're going to tell me what's going on with the world. It's about Lestat, right? And Tom Cruise was a... Sh I'm sorry. Tom Cruise was an okay Lestat, right? Like I, I loved... Like I, like, I was one of the guys that really, like, you know... Stuart Townsend was great, too, but I, whenever I thought of Lestat, it was always Tom Cruise. The closest well, thing... That's why I disagree with you, because Stuart Townsend yeah. killed it as the character... Like Tom Cruise was all of fucking fifteen minutes as Lestat. When Stuart Townsend took over the role in Queen of the Damned, it was like, oh my god, I believe you are Lestat. You were the one who had balls enough to suck the fucking blood of the Queen of Vampires. You gave no fucks. That's a bad motherfucker. I'm gonna start a vampire rock band. Like I love that. Like 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 Stuart. Townsend. Yeah, no no fucks given attitude, which which. To to be fair, Lestat does that was like his ambition, even going back and going back to that, and then going even back to now again they change certain things around, which they do with any book they'll change yeah, certain things course. because Marius was not his maker in the book or even yeah. now the now, Marcus was his um, the uh, the maker of him in and they now to go back to the uh, TV show that came out AMC last year. There were certain things that changed that changed regarding certain things. They they made Lasat or Louis black. They made Claudia black and aged her up a little bit. Still, kind of like semi a teenager, right? 
And I, I wasn't because bullshit because that like Claudia was a fucking little girl. Let's be real. Like, exactly. Yeah. What, what was the actress's name? Who grew up to be a fucking fantastic actress? Let's Kristen not, Dunst. Yeah, Kristen Dunst as an actress is a, is amazing, and she did a wonderful job as the character in in in, in an interview with a vampire. Sadly, her demise came at the hands of the fucking coven of Antonio Banderas. But all bullshit aside, she did a fucking phenomenal job as a character. And and, and to sit there and deny that and and the the the, the downfall of Louis's character is bullshit as far as a TV show. Fuck you, you know. Now, fuck. There you. were yeah. To go back to that, I was I was against it primarily because again, Louis in the book and in the movie in the movie he was a plantation owner. Yes, and all that. Now they made him a pimp. Now we're gonna get into my get into my thoughts because I did watch the show. Um and but and then they were also going to uh build more upon the um relationship between Lestat and Louis, which again anybody who's read the book knows that that they are lovers in the book. So they only te- they kind of hinted at it in the a movie from 94, I believe. Yeah. So uh, with all that, they were they were going, and plus we're in a different time now, where it's a little more okay to do that. We're not everybody's going to freak the fuck out. Oh, two dudes making out. So there were there were pros and cons to what I thought the show was going to do. But and I saw the first trailer, and I was like, okay, you know, like uh, I still am not in favor of Louis being a pimp and all that, you know, and and kind of. But when I thought about it more, I thought, well, in a way, his women are his slaves because he's like it's to get him money by having favors. Yeah, see, that's the problem I have with that. Don't try to fucking readapt a story that's already well done. Louis being a plantation owner worked. I'm sorry. Like no, it- and I and I agree with that. And then when the show came out, and I remember it was like the first because it was the first episode. And they started. They did this thing where, because uh, they were hyping it also as a part of AMC Plus, which is their streaming service. Um, so basically, they were saying, "Oh, well, if you watch this episode, uh, you can watch the next episode early if you subscribe." So I actually did because I watched that first episode, and they basically they also changed the time frame. They changed the interview part to be in the seventies, and then they the and then. Basically, the events of the original Avery the Vampire happened, and so many years later, they decided to meet up again, the interviewer and Louie, to basically do it again with more clarity and more self-reflection, all that, which I thought was kind of interesting that they didn't just, you know, just do it, like, consistently shot for shot. They did, like you could say they did with the actual, uh, when they went back in time, but Going into the first episode again, my I had very low expectations, and after the first episode, I will I will be the first one to admit that I came in there with kind of like, okay, I don't know if I'm gonna like it, and I was like, God damn, I, I'm gonna have to go and subscribe to AMC Plus so I can watch the next episode right now because it the acting was really great in this show and the performances, Claudia, I will say. That was the one I was most nervous about. Uh, the actress who played Claudia. Not saying she's a bad actress, but I was just, again, the aging up and all that. But I actually enjoyed her performance almost as much as Sam Reed. Sam Reed, I thought, did a great Lestat. And it built upon 
like uh, not just the physical abuse that that was going on through them, but the psychological of Lasat and Louis. And uh, they left it all like there was little callbacks to previous films or callbacks to the books. There's also callbacks to uh, or there was like certain things they would they alluded to. Like uh, there was a scene when Louis will not talk about Claudia. Like he tries not to talk about her and he basically gives the interviewer some books, her diaries to read basically because he's not comfortable. But whenever the conversation with him, he goes over to this tree and he like takes his sandals off and puts his feet into the, into the sand. I'm thinking, and this is, this is speculation, but I'm thinking he put her ashes into, cause we haven't gotten basically the show without going too much into it. Cause I, cause I do recommend people to watch it uh, as someone who is against it. Um, it basically ends when Louis, the, the whole incident with Louis and a little stat, like if you've seen the movie, or read the book when they thought they killed Lestat. That's where it basically ends at the uh, for the season. And so I'm thinking that so they haven't gotten to like Claudia's death or whatnot. But I'm thinking that that, that area in in Louis's home is like Claudia's ashes sparkled around that tree. The idea of bringing like using death to bring life into something. And so, but again, as someone who wasn't the biggest, who, who was someone who was against this show because of the changes it made and watched it with low expectations, which also helped, I ended up loving it. Is it, is it the best interview or, or Anne Rice material that's done? No. But with, all, with the changes that were made, it actually... Didn't it, it didn't improve upon anything, but it it was like I, I didn't like after a while I stopped caring that the changes of race because I've always said um, in anything as long as you keep the foundation of the character in you can have any type of character person play it just not like James Bond like have a woman called Jane Bond I just don't believe in that you know or you know. If you ever want to have a black Spider-Man, Miles Morales, you know, it's like, it's just, those are like the certain things, but um, I'm one of those guys, as long as you get talent into a role, kind of side note, but I didn't have an issue with Jeffrey Wright playing Gordon in the Batman, because to me, he's a fucking talented actor. And I, and I'm one of the only people who thinks he, he's the best Gordon. Again, uh, my love of the Batman is is very much known, so uh, which is funny with the Robert Pattinson thing. But um, but yeah, it, it, regarding all that, uh, the TV we're getting a second season, we're getting all that. So I'm very curious to see where it goes from there. But um, going back to um, Twilight, because uh, like you, I saw all the movies, uh, unfortunately, because. Kind of similar thing, ex-girlfriend. So we had to I had to watch all these movies, unfortunately. The only one I actually did like that I could watch in the background or something was Eclipse. Had a great sound. The movies had good soundtracks, I will say that. But um what do you call it? Um Breaking Dawn Part 2 pissed me off. I'm assuming you've seen Breaking Dawn Part 2, correct? Dan, you there? Yeah. 
Did you pass out? No. No. I was asking if you saw. I was like, I was like, oh, you. Drake told you just passed out during recording. I, I am ashamed. You are fired. You're gonna make an exposed video. Well, I thought you were going on ham and about fucking like interview the vampire next, like like your fucking love of the fucking series. Oh, I did, but then I was like, I was like, then we were kind of, kind of reeled it back in the twilight. I I can't find a solid fucking positive about that show. Like like we okay, so bringing it all back and talking about that, I, I will always say that my fucking vampires don't sparkle. I look at Keith Sutherland. I look at fucking the Lost Boys. That is my fucking like pinnacle when it comes to vampires. Yeah. Like Keith, like for me, Keith of Sutherland, um, Chris Sarandon. Trying to think of the other ones. Um, Kate Beckinsale, Wesley Snipes. Going back, like Christopher Lee, Bella Lugosi, uh, Gary Oldman. You can say that uh, yeah, Gary Oldman's up there, but I will always go with maggots, Michael. Yeah, you maggots. maggots. That that was the fucking line of the century. Like, yeah, look at, look at the fucking story of that. You're in Santa Monica, California. You have fucking, you know, Star, who is a pre-vampire, basically, and, and fighting off the fucking curse. Her first meal was meant to be Michael. And, you know, they, they convince him to fucking consume of David's blood. And, and if you haven't seen The Lost Boys, go fuck yourself. It's a fucking fantastic movie, no matter if you're a vampire fan or not. Agree. Like... like 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 watching the, the the turn and him fighting with it and trying not to and at the very end the twist is her fucking aunt, their their grandfather saying it's the one thing I didn't like about Santa Monica all the fucking vampires fucking beautiful movie fucking tell me if there's one negative scene about that movie no there's not you know and and it's it's unfortunate with some of these movies that they you know like we had. Uh, basically two straight to DVD movies that came afterwards, many years later, mind you. And uh, certain days they were trying to tease because there was some promise in the sequel because like Corey Haim became a vampire, but, and uh, I think it was um, Keith of Sutherland's half brother, Angus Sutherland. He played like the new vampire, but he was just, they were like doing like a surfer, like extreme sports type of thing. So that didn't work. Yeah, I'm never gonna fucking consider those as part of canon. It's just who I am. I'm sorry. You're you're, like, you're gonna hate me for this. That was actually the first one I saw. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I like I oh, never because again soundtrack alone. Good girls don't cry. Oh fuck. Yeah, my little sister. Oh man, they fucking killed it. Yeah, and and it was like, yeah, it's. I have some funny stories of certain movies I saw, like the maybe the worst sequel, Cruel Intentions, was another one that I saw the I saw the sequel slash prequel first. Uh, funny yeah, fun yeah, fact: yeah. Amy Am, one of Amy Am's first uh, roles, starring role. Cruel Intentions was just one that, like, if you're really into those fucking like tragic love stories, it really tugs at the heartstrings. Which one, uh, Cruel Intentions? Cruel Intentions. Yeah. Yeah, cruel, like it was literally the first uh part two, which it was like it's a it's a guilty pleasure of mine now now watching the original. I got me into placebo was uh with that one. And that was another yeah. great soundtrack. Wow. Uh but way and, and go and, and kind of it's a good segue with this with cruel intentions. Another thing that I watched as a kid religiously when I was a child. 
Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And fun fact, I actually saw the movie first when I probably around the same time I saw Fright Night when I was four years old. So it kind of led me into watching the TV show. And I was well, well Buffy the Vampire Slayer was a good fucking flick, but like I like I remember I, I one of those kids who didn't realize what the fuck is this I'm watching, and it's a TV show, which led into a show that I loved religiously, Angel. Oh, yes. Uh, and Angel, unfortunately, gets a lot like it doesn't get talked about as often as it was kind of just the redhead stepchild. But Angel was a fucking good, good show. Absolutely. And uh, what do you call it uh, with Buffy? Out now, now, I was more of a Spike guy than I was an Angel guy. I liked Angel. Go but fuck I, yourself. With, uh, like, I like Spike. We go fuck yourself. Angel was the shit. I just looked at Spike with that, that, that. Iced hair, the freaking accent, the jacket, you know, just the devil make here attitude. I just liked his, like, you know, season seven, like, that's in my, like, season six to me was well, one they, of my they favorites. did fucking, uh, what was her name? Um, the girl that got fucking possessed. I can't remember her name. Willow? Did, yeah, Willow. They did her, not Willow. Not, it wasn't Willow. Um, the doctor, um, he, his love interest. Giles's love interest? Yes. I'm trying to remember that part. Because I was going to say, I thought you were about to bring up Willow because they fucked her over in season seven. Yeah, Willow. I, I loved Um, But Frankie. Frankie? Yeah. They fucked her over horribly. She was an excellent character, but they felt like her being fucking possessed by a demon. That was the best way to go. That's bullshit. You know, like it got campy where Angel got fucking like turned into a puppet. It was it was all towards the end. It was bullshit. The one show that CW actually did well was fucking let's be real, Supernatural. Yeah, um, it, it, I don't know. Angel was a wonderful show. They just I, they never fucking they kind of towards the end did not give it the fucking love it deserved. Yeah, the last I think it was like the last season that Spike came in because I think that was the last season that I, yeah. I didn't think was that. And it was nothing against Spike. It was just, I, I think they also tried to bring him back to probably, they probably had ratings issues. So they were like, oh, let's bring him back because I'll attract new viewers. They had yeah. one episode where they were teasing Buffy. The entire episode was Spike and Angel. And then there was there was no Sarah Michelle Goward. It was like, kind of reminded me of the series finale of how, or uh, Two and a Half Men. And how they were like, oh yeah, Charlie's alive. Here he is. And then a piano fell on him. It was just a spiteful thing by, I believe, Chuck Lorre. Yeah, it's it's just a bunch of like, like I said, like they 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 get to that point where they want to be fucking dicks, and that's what it was all about. Like I said, the one few CW shows they did well was fucking Supernatural, and, and like with 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 the whole fucking Angel thing, they were trying to hint at, oh well, well maybe Sarah Michelle Gellar will join the fucking cast. Fuck you, Sarah Michelle Gellar had her time. They did their thing with her. And now you're fucking with David Boreanaz and Spike, and it's like that—that's kind of bullshit the way you're fucking treating those two. They're—they're they're good actors. Quit fucking with them. And you know, fun fact as well with because uh, uh, in in Queen of Damn, Marius, who I, I love the character in that movie played by Vincent Perez, him and David Boreanaz have 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 something in common. They were both in Crow movies. Uh, Vincent Perez was the new Crow in City of Angels, which. I, I I will defend as a good Crow sequel that would have been better if 
the Weinstein's didn't get involved with it. Oh, well, the Weinstein's tend to fuck shit up, but yeah, like, we're, we're like, and Boreanis was in the third one or the fourth one. Well, Boreanis and fucking the guy who played Spike were in Kingdom Hearts, like they they have had and Bones, but he did Bones, which was a fucking excellent series, yeah. But again, having to be the fucking moderator for you, we're coming to that time. The one thing, and again, the transition that I think a lot of women would have wanted would to be see what w- was to see David Boreanaz in some sort of OnlyFans kind of adaptation. Oh yes, yes. So yeah. I would say, seeing as we're coming to the end of this, and, and again, I think it's been a decent conversation, even though I'm fucking filthy drunk. Let's be honest. And we've had and we've had a lot of uh, disagreements with certain ideologies with regard to vampires, which that's the beautiful thing about uh, film and all that stuff is that we're like we're not always going to be agreeing on every little bit of detail. Well, the one thing we will disagree on is I don't want to see you in any sort of OnlyFans adaptation. Yeah, I know it, 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 it. Like you know, it's like. Like I, I, I always joke about ha- about like I have one. I raise the price two hundred dollars, you know, yada yada yada, inflation. But um, no, but, one, no, no one wants to see your little hangman. Uh oh no no like you just have to pay pay elsewhere like other other people because you know free freelancing is a thing. But you know that's a that's a conversation for another time. That being said, since you are the boss man, I will say I hope you all have enjoyed the discussions we've had going back and forth about our love and dislike of certain vampire topics. But ultimately, El fucking Guapo over here, Mr. Nosferatu, has control of how we close things up. Yes. And before I, I do sign off... Uh, two things, few vampire mo- recommendations in terms of more recent movies in the last decade. Only Lovers Left Alive, Kiss of the Damned. Some of these you can find either on Blu-ray or on streaming. Kiss of the Damned kind of fluctuates on Shudder. And I'll also say that the, the, some of the movies we have discussed, if you really, truly love vampire movies, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula with fucking Gary Oldman, killer, yeah. one of the best vampire movies of all time. John Carpenter's Vampires is another one. Excellent film. Excellent film. A a underrated one that recently Ab- got a blue. Ab- oh, even though one of the fucking uh, uh, Baldwin brothers is 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 a main character in it. Oh, and and Vampires, yes. And another another one that I would recommend is not a. Um, it's kind of a very underrated movie. It's called Sundown. Uh, a movie that recently in the last year got a Blu-ray release by Vestron Video, which is a subsidiary of Lionsgate. They released more underground, unknown. They recently released Earth Girls Are Easy, which some of that I've never seen, but you know, I was like, okay, it has Jim Carrey in it. But, well, I mean, um, but to be fair, like there's some movies like, like like for instance, Jawbreaker is one of the few movies I think is fucking fantastic, and it didn't get the fucking love it deserved. It, it probably was, should have been a straight to DVD movie, but like again, for one of the same kind of fucking creators. Yes, Jaw. Yeah, Jawbreaker was another good one, and then finally, um, I mentioned it earlier, One's Bitten uh, with um, with Jim Carrey, and then yeah. finally. Vampire's Kiss, if you want to see kind of the birth of the Nicolas Cage, him freaking out and having his moments. There you go, motherfuckers. We talked about vampires. Okay, Chayton, it's time for you to close it out. Yes, yes. 
So with that, I've been Chay the House of Chayton. This has been, and that's Dan. Hi. Um, yes, hi. And bye. But anyway, we, we will um, leave you with a little tease of what is going to be coming up on the next episode. But until then, y'all stay safe and watch some fucking good vampire movies, damn it. And with big that, dicks. We bid you adieu. Next episode is going to be about big dicks. Oh, yes. Big dicks. Big dicks. <laughs> big Dick Johnson for all you wrestling fans out there. Anyway, ta-ta for now. <laughs>